listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. I forgot to listen when we were talking just then about whose turn it was. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if it's mine. And you you said something, and I zoned out because I was texting Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's my fault. That's fun. Anyways, but welcome to Earth Oddity. This is Earth Oddity Podcast. It is. With John and Tiny, and we're here to record a podcast, post-Christmas podcast. That's not the last podcast before uh, the new year. Yeah, right. Of the of 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we was, hope everyone had an excellent Christmas. How yeah, was your Christmas? It was fine. How was yours? It was pretty good. We took it kind of light this Christmas. Because last Christmas was Xbox Series X. Sure. So yeah. we kind of just... Uh, we didn't go all in on the presents this year, but the gifts, they still had lots of fun. Sure. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And Josiah's still young, where mm-hmm. it's real awesome, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like my kids are all, they refuse to show emotion because they're teenagers. Right. The only emotion they show is disdain. It didn't Eli's matter. almost there. Yeah. He's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> he's not there yet. It happens. I will say, my youngest son, Josiah, he he's five and yeah. he got like a big toy Yoshi. Uh, my wife swears up and down that he said he wanted it. But on Christmas Day, he tore it open and he said, I didn't want this. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> now, since he has changed his mind. But we told him, we're like, look, if, if you don't want it, we can take it back to the store right. to Santa's workshop and yeah. swap it for something else. Send this back to the North Pole. <laughs> because FedEx, they don't play. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I, Deidre got Thomas a mouthpiece for his euphonium, and it didn't fit. Like, mm-hmm. it was, she ordered the right size. His mouth box, was too big. The box is labeled the right size, but the actual mouthpiece was the wrong size, so it wouldn't fit his instrument, and she was torn up about it. Oh, really? And she's like, I can't believe that was, because he only asked for, like, that and one other thing for Christmas. Uh-huh. And so we had to come up with, like, his other gift, which was just a check. You know, like, hey, just deposit this in your account, buddy. We don't know what to get you because mm-hmm. you're so spoiled. You have everything you've ever asked for ever in your life. So, um, so yeah, that tore her up. But outside of that, our our Christmas was great. Yeah. What'd you get? I Deidre got me um, two tickets to the Alabama Kentucky basketball game. Nice. Yeah, I thought that right. was a pretty good gift. Who are you gonna take with you? Her. I'm taking her. She said I could take anybody I wanted to. Except Tiny. And I said, I'm taking you, girl. You know, me and you, we're going to the game together because I know you love Alabama basketball. And she said, great. We we did this thing this year where we drew names. Yeah. Uh, We just decided that uh, we're all adults here. I mean, kids, they still got gifts from everybody. But we all just drew names. So. I ended up with a $50 Amazon card, nice. which is great. Yeah. But I'm thinking about trying to see if I can convert it into a Steam card <laughs> so I can get more Steam Roll games. it over into Steam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we draw names at my mom's house or with my mom's side of the family mm-hmm. every year. We've done it for forever. And in the past few years, they will draw names and then draw a theme. So, like, the theme this year was... Ugly sweaters. Uh, no, it was uh, antique or vintage. So, huh. we went to antique stores shopping. And, like, I got my Aunt Melanie's name. I got her this little Russian uh, music box. Okay. Made 
is antique, 35 years old, made or 30 something, two years old, made in 1990. Did you check it for bugs? Oh, yeah. Like if it's from Russia. I inspected it. <laughs> yeah, no, the KGB ain't getting in our <laughs> gotta, in the family. Pass the metal detector yeah. over it. But while we were shopping and I bought that, Hudson went to Jeff's spot and he got him a Grateful Dead t shirt that nice. Jeff had. I took a picture of Hudson not smiling because he refuses to show emotion. Mm hmm. And sent it to Jeff, and he was like, thanks, buddy. And I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff, uh, real quick, just I want to say uh, sorry mm-hmm. for no show last week. Oh, that's right. Because I was working 3 to 11 last week, yeah. and I worked over like last weekend, and you had a Christmas party. That's right. And and then, you know, because of our conflicting schedules, we just weren't able we to make it work. It up. We yeah. tried. We really tried. Yeah. And then... The idea was uh, I actually, for a split second, was like, well, maybe I'll call Jeff and see if maybe he can come over and we can record something. Just kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How could this go wrong? I'll contact John's nemesis (laughs) and get him to record a fill-in show. (laughs) But uh, the week before Christmas, and I was like, any day this week before 2 o'clock. And he was like, uh, so we can do this next week, right? <laughs> so. Well, you missed a shot, Jeff. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, my boss came in my office this week and was like, uh, very complimentary on Tara's question session. Oh, nice. All right. And then brought up that um, I think she mentioned y'all might need a new mattress, or maybe you mentioned y'all might need a we new do. mattress. And <laughs> we've been like, talking about it. He told I've me to sell y'all about a mattress it since in the summer. Okay. If you, were, I think we talked yeah. about it on this show. Yeah. Well, let's get you a mattress. <laughs> Come on. I sold Mike Hoga mattress last week. <laughs> oh, so, did you really? Yeah. What kind of mattress did he get? Uh, I don't. I hope this isn't Sutherland, too personal. Was, <laughs> Do we need to talk no. about this off the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> I made him and Melody lay down. <laughs> And spoon. I was like, y'all lay like you lay at home. And I was like, I might roll over, hug up on her. No, I'd I talk to her for a little bit. Hand now hold off. that pose. Yeah. Well, I take pictures. Yes, right. <laughs> Let me just get a mental image of this. Like, Melly, quit looking at me. I'm focusing on Mike. Okay. <laughs> if you could just turn towards the wall. Uh, I, I I didn't really sell them. I handed them off to somebody who actually sells oh, okay. and gotcha. could answer all their questions yeah. and everything. So, um, but yeah, so y'all have to buy a mattress from us. We do, right? Yeah. Now you should parlay that into telling Shane he's got to join the Patreon. <laughs> Genius. But that may cost me my job. So maybe we don't need him in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. It was a good Christmas. Um, looking forward to New Year. I'm going camping out all weekend and then going to Fayette. So nice. We're all doing right. Christmas with Deidre's family. So. Oh, y'all hadn't done Christmas with Deidre's no, family yet. No. Okay. Yeah, we drew names over there too. All so. right. But do y'all have a theme over nah, there? No, they just we all wrote down things we might want. Oh, that okay. was with, within the price range, like twenty five bucks or whatever. So, so the theme is agriculture. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'll end up with something I'll probably never use or mm-hmm. like. But I did write down that I needed a new wallet. So okay, I'm hoping somebody will find me a wallet. Well, what do we got this week in the way of odd news? I got a story about, well, from Indonesia. I got a story about a mishap with a World War One explosive. 
And we're going to talk about libraries in Colorado, All in right. Boulder, Colorado, to be specific. Okay. I have a story about a UK woman. I have a story about peanut butter and firearms, but I was going to start with this one. Are you familiar with the song Last Christmas? Yes. Where would you rank it on Christmas songs? It's near the bottom. I don't like it <laughs> that much. It's not a good song. I feel like it. the only reason it gets played is because they are just trying to get as many Christmas songs in the rotation as possible, you know? Yeah, but also we have a lot of Christmas songs. I mean, there's a lot of them. But there's a lot of uh, different people singing the same Christmas song. That's true. That's true. You know, like I can listen to Nat King Cole sing. So maybe we don't have a lot of originals. Right, yeah. So this one somehow slipped in. Yeah, this one somehow made it in the rotation and... Run DMC's, you know, whatever, <laughs> Christmas in Harlem, Mitten in there, or whatever. I, well, it's such a bad song. I don't understand how Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song hasn't bumped yeah. it. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why are we not putting Hanukkah in the mix? I mean, I know Christian is, uh, is uh, Christmas is a Christian holiday, mm-hmm. but Hanukkah starts usually in the middle of it. So let's just start mixing it in. Yes, absolutely. And anyway, b- the point is, Last Christmas is, is not a, a very good song. And there's a couple... They've started to GoFundMe to try to buy the rights okay. and banish the song forever. <laughs> take it off streaming platforms, take sure. it off the radio, just do away, lock just, it in the vault. Just, <laughs> just slip well, it in that Disney vault right there towards the bottom so yeah. that it's never seen again. It's impossible to probably erase it from the face of the earth now. It would be cool. Like before <laughs> pre-internet, if you yeah. could get like the one master copy and burn it or whatever, yeah. that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Thomas and Hannah Mazzetti have already raised 50,000 British pounds in order to banish the song. Couple hate Last Christmas by Wham! so much that they are raising money to buy the song rights to take it off the air forever. Thomas Mazzetti, 55, and his wife Hannah, 33, man, high five, dude, have already (laughs) raised a whopping 51,000 pounds to try to banish it to the history books. Hannah, who's a painter, said that her hatred for the tune started 13 years ago when she worked in a cafe in Oxford where the boss played the song on repeat. And last Christmas, she was talking to friends about how much she disliked it still and how much that she would pay to never hear it again, inspiring this year's online fundraiser. So far, 327 people have pledged uh, $62,000, which is 51,000 pounds, to get rid of the song for good. Which, how much is that? I know that's about 60 something thousand, almost 61,000. I already Googled it. That's people pledging almost $200 a piece. Yeah, that's crazy. Says the couple from Gothenburg in Sweden have a mammoth task ahead of them for the rights of the song, which is currently owned by Warner Chappelle Music, or is that Chapel Music? Anyway, it's valued somewhere between 15 million and 25 million. So that's a long, long way to go. But Hannah, a mom of three, said that uh, she was studying English and worked extra to pay the bills, and the owner of the cafe had planned for a super cozy holiday season and had made his own CD with a number of hits on it. He was only in now and then, and so he didn't fully appreciate the agony the rest of the staff felt when last Christmas played for the 111th time of the working day. It started last Christmas, no pun intended, when we asked friends how much they would be willing to pay to never hear the song again. Quite a lot, it turned out, and when the song started playing in November, we were reminded. Then someone told us it was theoretically possible to buy the rights to the song and take it off all streaming platforms. We asked around among our friends, and word spread 
It's fun because people either love or hate the idea. Maybe next Christmas will be the last Christmas. Hmm. Uh, Hannah and Thomas's three kids uh, are all on board with the mission to rid the world of the song. They have set a goal of $15 million, which will take them to the next stage of negotiating with Warner Chapel Music UK. They said if their dream comes true, they intend to dump the master recording in a Finnish nuclear waste site where it will rest for at least 2 million years. <laughs> so <laughs> there's got to be, there's got to be like a rich person out there. You know, like Elon Musk, maybe he <laughs> yeah. hates that song and he's like, here guy, here's 15 million or whatever. What if they got the rights to the song and then the very next day they gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> That was solid. <laughs> Thank you. That came out of nowhere, too. I wasn't even expecting it. It was good. That was good. I would feel like once I had 60 grand in the GoFundMe, I'd be like, maybe a vacation makes me forget about this song. I'll never get 15 million. We shouldn't let this go to waste, right? Which I'm assuming, the, I mean, I've never done a GoFundMe before, but yeah. if you don't meet your goal, you don't get the money, right? I have no idea. Okay, I think you have to meet the goal, and then you like actually have to do what you For say real? you're going to do. Well, yeah. how, how do they know once they cut you the check? <laughs> well, it's a good question. Yeah. Maybe we should look into that, because I'm sure there's been tons of GoFundMe scams over the years. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There definitely has. But yeah, I would think, what, what does it matter to them if you hit your goal or not? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know on Kickstarter, like, I think they actually, like, check up on you and stuff. Oh, for Those, real? Well, those yeah. are like you're like investing in a, a, a business, idea. Yeah, yeah, like a right. like a venture. Yeah, it's right. different. I know there's one called Indiegogo. I think hmm. you just get whatever you raise. What was the one everybody went to when they took the truckers' money? There was another one. <laughs> everybody's like, "We're going to that now." That's where oh, all yeah, the patriots because, are. Was that a? As truth, truth was it GoFundMe? They just they were like, no, we're not, we're not gonna, yeah, because people this or whatever, were right, yeah. that people were donating money to the truckers, and they were mm -hmm. like, no, we're not gonna do that. Which, by the way, I don't want to get in on a Twitter file rant. But we have haven't you? even talked about those, <laughs> have we not? We we talked about part one, okay. But since then, there's been what I don't know, twenty five. Oh, I don't know. Parts. Man. I've lost count. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm up to date. The last one I read was about uh, how the FBI was basically censoring people's speech through right. Twitter, which should alarm everybody. Yeah, that ought to make us all a little <laughs> upset. I mean, okay, it's one thing when all my liberal friends were saying they're a private company, yeah. they can do what they want, which just like to point out that they don't That's say true. that all that often anymore. No, they like don't. Now that it truly is a private sure. company. Right. <laughs> They've kind of laid off that. Right. But here, this was a situation where, okay, yeah, they're a company, but they're getting marching orders from the FBI. Absolutely. How is that not the state yeah. censoring speech? I don't know. Yeah. And I think both sides were pretty much involved, mm -hmm. you know, which, Imagine which, the government not doing what they're supposed to do, <laughs> yes. irregardless of what party they are. That shouldn't shock anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a problem. It's a big problem. <laughs> Nothing will ever be done about it. Nobody no. really cares. No, I, don't I don't really care. So. And, and, well, we can't say, march on the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> life, and it's just my opinion, okay, I could be wrong. Sure. But life is too easy right now. Oh, okay. Like when the lights are off, like like if things get bad where we're not comfortable and yeah. like I don't know, Netflix isn't working anymore. Sure. 
that's when people are going to take to the streets. That's going to be bad for everybody. <laughs> for everybody. Y'all don't as want As long that. as you can keep people entertained. Yeah. And they're relatively comfortable. And sure. Yeah, we, we gripe about inflation, but it's not like we're standing in like a bread line somewhere. Right. I think as long as we're relatively comfortable, nothing's going to, like you said, nothing's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, nobody's going to yeah. do anything. Uh-uh. They'll just keep on shutting down people when they want to. Yeah. For saying stuff, even if they're wrong. And they're going to be like, you won't do nothing. Yeah. And, and, and they're right. We yeah. won't. We won't right. do nothing. You want to go march on the Capitol nope. again, Tiny? No, I, I want to play my first Steam Deck. Right. <laughs> Is there going to be Wi-Fi there? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I would say the FBI, a little problematic, you know? Yeah. Makes it a lot easier for me to believe they let people into the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> Calls, you mean you mean that that time they were asked by Congress yeah. if they let people in and they said that they couldn't answer that right, question? Yeah. Or you know, like, uh, why is the answer not no? Do you remember <laughs> a few years ago it went viral? It was a sheriff down in Louisiana that was like calling out a gang, and he was like, you know, come find me, I'll I'll meet you in the road, and we'll fight like men or whatever. I remember that? Well, he's a representative now. He okay. got elected to that. He parlayed that into a, imagine that into a political <laughs> career. It's like the plot of Walking Tall. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With the Rock. So yeah, Buford Puss, Representative Pusser <laughs> from Louisiana now was questioning one of the FBI people, and he was like, "Can you definitively say y'all didn't have agents in the crowd? You know, fomenting a riot?" And the lady was like, "Him hawing around," and he was like. The answer should be no. He was, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no matter what you've been told, that answer should be no. Like, no question about it. That's not a hard question to say no to. Unless, Unless. you've got some rogue agents out yes. there doing all kinds of foolishness. Right. Which probably was going, I mean, I imagine if they, if uh, this insurrection was planned and plotted and all, you know, and they were infiltrating sales of, whatever Christian nationalists, whatever people yeah. label they put on them, I could see FBI agents being in there doing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. That may be true. That should be the answer to that question then. It's like, yeah, we had placed people in here to try to disrupt this whole thing, not mm-hmm. let me talk around the block and not answer your question. But that dude was just like, it should be no. <laughs> That's one of my favorite <laughs> clips ever. <laughs> it was like, the answer should be no. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's not get off on that because I don't want them to ban us. They've already shadow banned us from Apple. <laughs> you know? yeah. What if what if Twitter files like part of twelve was Earth <laughs> Oddity <laughs> Podcast? <laughs> this little I would be stoked. Itty bitty Twitter account <laughs> with like five hundred follows. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, back before we got COVID, there was a while there when I was like, I will never wear a mask. You know, <laughs> I, I was like, that. I will never put a mask on. You can't make me wear one. They got to you quick. <laughs> they, they shut us down. <laughs> they shut us down. <laughs> well, that's what we get. Um, I mean, let's just let's go to Boulder. All okay. right. The city of Boulder closed its main library at 1001 Arapahoe Avenue on Monday afternoon for environmental testing. You want to know what they were environmentally testing for? Uh, yes, I do. 
methamphetamine use was discovered in in the facility's restrooms, and the testing will include swab samples of surfaces inside and outside of the restrooms. Huh. This is Boulder, Colorado, which I imagine is just a bunch of like upper class white people, right? I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't know a lot about Boulder, Colorado. That's all I picture is like okay. granola people who like to go snowboarding and all of that. Okay. I don't know. I've is never it been to like Boulder. Is kind of like an upscale Gatlinburg sort of? No, Boulder's where the University of Colorado is. Okay. So a bunch of upscale white people and Deion Sanders. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's it. He's <laughs> Him and the football team might be the only people of color in that town. In my mind, I have no idea what the demographics are. Uh it says, uh, all right, the question right now is whether these levels, uh, which we're, concer- we're concerned about, are confined to the exhaust vents in the restrooms or whether the residue has developed or been deposited on parts of the library that people have more access to, access to said Sarah Huntley, who's a spokesperson for the city of Boulder. The biggest concern for methamphetamine contamination in short bursts like that is if it's on the surfaces. So they're worried about a kid touching or mm-hmm. licking a, a book shelf that's got meth on it. The decision to close the library was made after air duct testing on six restrooms showed residue inside the ducts that had higher than acceptable levels of methamphetamine. The ducts blow out air and contaminants outside the building. It is unclear if any of those contaminants showed up on surfaces. Hmm. On two occasions, city employees were evaluated and cleared of ongoing health concerns after experiencing symptoms consistent with potential exposure to meth residue or fumes. They said they were out in the parking lot cutting catalytic converters off. (laughs) 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 They couldn't help themselves. Wow. Anyways, so is is the public library, is that just a good place to... Just a good place to go. (laughs) To go in and get warm and get a fix. I guess so. Huh. I guess so. But... Tiny, we encounter this in every Circle K in Alabama. There's no <laughs> way this bathroom has more residue in it than any of those do. Than the pay counter at the Circle K does. Right. Huh. Yeah. The, these people are going to be fine. They just got to get a little tougher with their meth use. They're desensitized. Uh, let's see what Huntley ends the article saying. We want to obviously provide people with opportunities to deal with their biological needs with privacy and dignity and easy access, but we also have to strike a balance for folks who might choose to use those same spaces for illegal activities, Huntley said. Hmm. I thought the first part of that sentence, she was talking about people smoking meth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, their biological needs with privacy, (laughs) dignity, and easy access. Yeah. Yeah, people just going and toking up meth in the bathroom. It's every Walmart in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it goes. Yeah, uh, you just got to toughen up to that. Well, now, didn't it say that there was a couple city workers who... They got a little sick, apparently. <laughs> yeah. They that got make some sense residual, That's a residual lot of high. That's got to be think. a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how much residual meth, what it, how it can get you high. I mm-hmm. don't know. I'm only familiar with direct content. <laughs> yeah. I'm only familiar with the effects of secondhand smoke. Yeah. From uh, seventh grade health class. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see a lot of people smoking anymore. They all smoke the little, uh, the e cigarettes, the vapes and stuff. Yeah. 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 Which I'm for, by the way. I know you're pro vape. I am. They are not cool looking, though. Uh, 
You know what? A cigarette is so much cooler. <laughs> you don't think you don't think uh teenagers <laughs> out there blowing their big huge clouds of cotton Blow, candy vapes. Blowing sick smoke. clouds. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I I went through Thomas's car the other day to see if I found any contraband. Yeah. Not because I had any idea, but I'm just like, I know y'all have my DNA. <laughs> this kid's you know? too good. I go through him and Hudson and leave his room pretty regularly. Like when I'm home for lunch, uh-huh. I'll pick a random room. Go, <laughs> it's like a jail cell. You said you were a Snoopy kid. I'll go toss. This it. is like carried on yeah. to into adult. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want you to get one over on me. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. And so, uh, but Deidre told me that I need to have another sex talk with Thomas mm-hmm. because you know he's been with his girlfriend for a while and he's seventeen and all that. You know. <laughs> okay. So I started it off. Oh, (laughs) so glad that the meth story led into this. (laughs) I don't know how it did. Thomas loves to eat goldfish. Like, seriously, the little snack crackers. He loves goldfish. I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah. So I found a picture online last night of uh, it's a Ziploc bag made to look like a thong with goldfish in it. So I started our conversation off, I thought, with a little bit of humor going, <laughs> Jesse isn't wearing anything like this for you, is she? <laughs> but I'm confident he's still a virgin, a nerd virgin, <laughs> after our conversation. so he's, His confidence is way too low. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he was like, when are we going to do it? And he's like, we're never like at her house alone or here alone or anything like that. And I was like, well, I mean, that's a good point. But in my mind, I was like, like, I've been a teenager before, buddy. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you all my tricks. (laughs) I know y'all were at Avatar for three hours the other night. Could you not have gotten it on during that? You know, like at any point during that movie? So whatever. Yeah. So I had to report back to Deidre that I think her son's still pure, (laughs) which is good. That's what he needs to be. I tried to explain to him. But like if, I, he, if he ever kicks the door in yeah. and goes straight to the fridge and like chugs a whole <laughs> quart of orange juice in one gulp, <laughs> and he's wearing sunglasses. Sure. He like tries to fight me or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, he's gotten laid. He's tasted the forbidden <laughs> fruit. <laughs> but Dina was like, you know, I want you to talk to him and, you know, we don't want him to have sex, but you also need to let him know that if he has sex, he needs to use protection and all that, you know, because yeah. like, we don't need a kid. So that's basically all I told him. Is like, <laughs> Did you look. tell Deidre, well, Thomas can't get pregnant, yeah, right. so it's not our problem. <laughs> no, I told Thomas, I was like, look, all your little plans for college and everything, I was like, if you knock this girl up, you're getting a job at Mercedes, or I'm going to get Tiny to get you in the union. <laughs> I was like, because you're going to have to provide for this kid. You hey, know? Listen, I have had a lot of people come to me oh, and yeah? ask me if I can help them out, and I've always said no. Yeah. But I would I would go to great lengths to help crush Thomas's dreams and get him on at the tire plant if need be. Just crush him. <laughs> They're like every day going to shift thinking like, was it worth it? You know, and I'm sure he'd be like, yeah. I mean, it's it so was. cool. Yeah. We get to be miserable together. <laughs> yeah, Thomas take over my spot on the podcast. Y'all just talk about factory stuff all day long. I won't know anything that's going on. Dude, I'm going to introduce you to Moondog. I'm going to introduce you to Polar Bear. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> Deidre met somebody who works with you, but I don't remember who it was. Somebody. They know you, though. Chris, he works there now. Yeah. No, it mm-hmm. wasn't Chris, but okay. it was somebody like random. Okay. And she was like, oh, I'm, you know, my friend Tiny works out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I, that's Sullivan, right? He was like, there's a lot of tinies. <laughs> you know. Oh, you know this one. And she was like, yeah, Sullivan. And, and she said his comment was, yeah, he doesn't talk a lot. He's like, hey, <laughs> he, he watches his phone in the break room <laughs> yep. and all that. So like, he's not very sociable. Accurate. <laughs> I save it all for the podcast. <laughs> show up. Everybody thinks you're like so mean and everything. Never talk. To anyone, I tell you what, I will say that uh, <laughs> that that does keep a lot of people from asking you to do stuff. You sure, <laughs> you, right. just, you just mind your own business, do yeah. your job best, do your do your job as good as you can do it. Sure, but uh, <laughs> like that dude was saying, you just uh, keep to yourself. Yeah, and people tend to leave you alone. Sure, they're yeah. like. Oh. What is is he like moody? Is he mean? You know, is I don't he, know. Is I he don't want to find out. Right? There's all this mystery. You're shrouded in mystery down at the plant. My uh, my buddy Johnny, who uh, man, he actually passed away a couple years ago, but he used to think that was hilarious because we, me and him, we were like friends or whatever. You right. know, we were pretty tight, and people would come to him and ask him. <laughs> About to ask me to do stuff. He was your middleman. <laughs> yeah, he was like my agent down there because they said he would laugh. He's like, he's like the nicest person sure. that works in this plant, but people are scared to go up and talk to him. <laughs> oh man, that's you're in the sweet spot. Too. I know. And you had an agent. He would probably turn down stuff about now. Tiny would never do that. He would never cover that shit. You know. He's probably taking bullets for you like that. A lot of stuff. You're like a godfather, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we got to go speak to one of the underbosses be- and see if we can go before Tiny and ask him if he'll cover our New Year's Eve shift or something. <laughs> well, anyway, my next story here is a man at JFK Airport tried to hide gun in jars of peanut butter, okay. TSA says. All right. I have this mental image. Of like this guy being like, oh man, you got your peanut butter in my gun. <laughs> the guy's like, oh man, you got your my gun in your peanut butter. And then uh, it's like this excellent, this perfect combination. I was just imagining him trying to hijack the plane and he pulls that pistol out. He's got to lick it clean first. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there licking it. And then like, what if he shoots somebody and the bullet doesn't kill them, but they die of a peanut allergy? <laughs> They're treating a bullet wound. They're like, dang, we should have gave him an EpiPen. Or what if uh, what if the dude mixes up peanut butter jars, and then there's like this other guy who's making a sandwich, and he like bites into a 22 caliber round. I didn't know they were putting prizes in these things. Look, honey, I, I think we want a pistol. Uh, anyway, TSA officers at JFK Airport experienced a sticky situation on Thursday. A man from Rhode Island was stopped after passing through an X-ray unit at Terminal Eight. Did he not know that X-rays yeah. can see straight through peanut sure. butter? He's like the one substance that'll get me through. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, George Washington Carver. <laughs> uh, the reason he was carrying two jars of pe- peanut butter, each containing parts of a disassembled semi-automatic handgun. Okay. The gun parts were artfully concealed in two smooth, creamy jars of peanut butter, but there was certainly nothing smooth about the way the man 
went about trying to smuggle his gun. Our officers are good at their jobs, and they are all focused on their mission, especially during busy holiday travel. The 22 caliber gun parts were wrapped in plastic, and the gun's magazine was loaded with bullets. Upon checking the baggage, Port Authority police confiscated the items, tracked down the traveler in the terminal, and arrested him. He now faces a stiff financial civil penalty and could end up paying $15,000. Sure. He's definitely on a no-fly list. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, if this guy, like, he, if he's never done anything else, yeah. did he not know that you can just check a firearm? Yeah, that's what I thought. You just put it underneath, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot of hassle from what I hear. Yeah. I don't fly a lot, so I've yeah. never done this. But yeah, if you're if you have to take your gun with you, you just got to declare it. It's okay. got to be yeah. in, in locked storage. Only yeah. you can have the key, and it's just it has to be in the the belly of the plane. Right. You just can't carry it in your. Bag. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to yeah. put it in the overhead. We learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, could you ship a gun? You know, like I was thinking about that. Like if I was going to fly across the country and commit a murder and I needed <laughs> I needed a gun, yeah. right? I'm going to Florida. I'm going to shoot Donald Trump in the face. I'm trying to get the FBI to, to censor us. <laughs> I was about to say, if you're trying to shoot Donald Trump, the yeah. FBI might just ship it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to know the right agent to talk they to. Got some, they're like, hey, Bob, we got some of those Fast and Furious guns <laughs> laying around, don't we? <laughs> This dude, long fella needs dude, one. Dude, Fast and Furious, that's something that doesn't ever get talked oh, people about. Forget Man, about. People forget about. <laughs> people forget about our ATF running firearms and ended up getting Americans killed. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares. Whoops. <laughs> Nothing was ever done about it. <laughs> Attorney General refused to testify before Congress. Whatever. Not yeah. a big deal. I don't want to get off on all that. <laughs> but yeah, could I go to like FedEx and ship my gun, you know, and then pick it up at like a FedEx... In Denver or wherever. From what I'm told, like guys who compete in like uh, three gun and like fire, like shooting sports and yeah. stuff, that's what a lot of them do. Okay, uh, I've heard now. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if shipping it would be better for your rifle, you know, and like all your optics and stuff, as mm-hmm. opposed to have them throwing it in the bottom bottom of an airplane, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm supposed. I, I assume you could, uh, if you're worried about your optic getting broke, you could just take that with you. Sure, I would think. Yeah. But uh, but then you got the you got a you got the problem of when you get to wherever you're going, you got to put it, it on there. You got to sight it yeah, in. Right, that's a pain. Yeah. So Are you we used to have bench rest shooting competitions at the gun club in Fayette. Have I talked about this before? I don't think so. Oh man, it was awesome. So <laughs> these dudes, they were like professional, just like what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All the fancy rifles that reloaded in between rounds, and they'd shoot like 500 yards mm-hmm. at targets and all that. And me and my buddies had to go switch the targets out after each round. And it had stationary targets in the front. And then behind it, it had a moving target. So you could see if another person shot on your target, you know, right? make your group bigger or whatever. It would catch shenanigans and all that. (laughs) Which all of that, anytime that happened, it was a mistake. It wasn't like somebody, he would be like, oh, dude, I've looked down my my scope and I just didn't look at the right target. My bad. You Mm -hmm. know, they'd usually raise their hand when they realized it. It was so much fun. Very impressive what those guys could do. They would line up wind flags all Mm -hmm. the way down the shooting range, you know, wait till they were all turned the same. I have a dueling tree in my garage. Oh, yeah? That I think I've used maybe five times. Huh. We need to take that bad boy out sometime. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we are. I've already said 
uh, that I was going to go to Florida and shoot Donald Trump. <laughs> and now you're like, man, I got a dueling tree. Let's just get that bad boy out. Yeah. I do not, I don't want to shoot the president, by the way, or the former president. <laughs> say, yeah. Not the current one anyway. I don't want to shoot anybody. I'm anti-killing. I'm on the record as anti-killing. I don't like it. I think Plus, it's bad. I mean, the, the president we have now, I mean, what's yeah. the point? No, I know. We I saw, just, he may be he may be gone by the time this podcast is over. Well, I saw uh, I don't remember what comedian was. But he was like, I think uh, President Biden's the first president you could like punch assassinate. <laughs> like you don't even need a gun. You just <laughs> walk through security and punch him, and he's dead. Well, now he fell off that bike. And he did. He survived that. I forgot about him falling off the bike. That's an all time moment. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Give the man some props. Like yeah. if I had done that exact sure. same fall, oh, I'd be I, I, I wouldn't have been. Pop, I wouldn't have popped up like he did. Sure, I'd have been limping around. Well, for you would have had the drugs they pump him full of. Well, that's true. You know, but yeah, yeah I would have hurt me too. I'd have <laughs> broke a hip. <clears throat> well, here's something we can all get behind, Tiny. Okay, Indonesia is expected to pass a law punishing sex outside of marriage with jail. Oh wow. Huh. Take that, fornicators. <laughs> That's what you get. This is what your youth minister warned you exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> We're so glad to move my teenage daughter to Indonesia. <laughs> you thought going to hell was bad. <laughs> you just wait till you see the inside of an Indonesian prison. <laughs> Indonesia's government is set to pass a new law that will punish sex outside of marriage with imprisonment as part of a national criminal code overhaul. We're proud to have a criminal code that's in line with Indonesian values. Edward Omar Sharif Harije, Indonesia's deputy justice minister, told Reuters. Only certain parties, such as close relatives, can report the crime, which will carry a sentence of up to one year in jail. So, like, we couldn't prank call over there and say, Rashad is (laughs) stepping out on his old lady. Let me ask you this, Tiny. 17-year-old Tiny, is there any woman you would have been like, it's worth one year in jail? It, well, when I was 17, probably every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It would not would not have stopped me. Like, it's only a year. I just need, a, I just need an opportunity. <laughs> um, this new law is part of a raft of new policies uh, the government will enact as a part of an overhaul that lawmakers have worked on since declaring independence in 1945. Taking a little while to get it done. (laughs) Well, I thought our government was slow. Uh, The government expects to pass a new code in December, um, but could do so, or but could do it next week. So um, the new code will apply to citizens and foreigners alike, raising concerns among business groups that it could severely hamper holiday and destination travel investments in the country. For the business sector, the implementation of this customary law shall create legal uncertainty and make investors reconsider investing in Indonesia, said Shinta Widijawa, the deputy chairperson of Indonesia's Employers Association. Um, Clause related to morality, she added, would do more harm to good, especially for businesses engaged in tourism and hospitality sectors. So she's saying, like, businessmen can't come Mm -hmm. there and bang hookers. So they're so, not going to want to come here. So they're not going to want to do business here. <laughs> That's not bad logic, they're honestly. Gonna, they're going to do all their business in 
Yeah, wherever. Amsterdam. Thailand. <laughs> yeah, Thailand. Right. I think anything goes in Thailand, right? Dude, I have heard some horror stories about yeah. Thailand. I've never I've never been to Thailand, but I've watched a few Vice documentaries or something like that. And you're like, man, this place is wild. Yeah. Right? Remember that one dude? I can't think of his name, but uh, he claimed, the, the, the police said that, he was a liar, and he didn't. But remember, he tried to claim that he he killed John Benet Ramsey. Oh yeah, and he went to Thailand. He lives in Thailand. Okay, it's where he lives. He fled to Thailand. Enough said. Well, no, they he was arrested. Oh, and he was questioned. Okay, and the police investigated, and, and they were like, like, "No, oh, he wasn't even lying. he wasn't even like here yeah. in this country when that happened." Yeah, he was banging lady boys in Thailand he while was, this was going on. He lied and said that he murdered. A what, seven-year-old girl? Yeah, she was pretty young. Because he thought that would give him cred. Okay. That's the kind of circles he's running around I in. forgot about that dude, yeah. but I remember that happening. Yeah, and he's in Thailand. Yeah, he lives there. Enough wow. said. <laughs> so he really... I mean, so I don't want to go to a country because one creepo <laughs> lives there who's so bad. I might go there and fight him. Fight. <laughs> Let's do it, yeah. yeah. Fight him, pick up a child bride... Batman has no extradition. Right. <laughs> Eat some weird food and head home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get the full Thailand experience. Yeah. Get a kidney stolen while you're asleep at night. Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Batman has no jurisdiction <laughs> limits. You got to take that dude out. Um, stay out of Indonesia if you're not married. Right, tiny or, and I, or go there. Yeah, tiny and I can go to Indonesia and have sex as much as we want with our wives. With our wives, yeah. Which right. is that's the only one I want to. That's the only person the only I want to have sex with. Anyway. with. Right. Yeah. Apparently, the only one I can convince to have sex with me. <laughs> I don't think there's another Sometimes. woman out there. Yeah, and even then, it's infrequent. <laughs> I do the best-selling job you've ever seen. <laughs> Take that, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this law will be used against men or women more. Oh, I'm certainly against women. <laughs> I mean, you would hope that it would be even. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Every law should be applied evenly across the board. Yes. But I have a feeling this is just going to be like, you know, my ex-girlfriend is bothering me, so now let's turn her into the law or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how dudes are. So they'll do yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll screw it all up and ladies will end up being negatively impacted because of it. Uh it's a shame. That's how it goes. Hmm. But more power Indonesia's a big Muslim country, so there is reflecting the values of their people. Oh. <laughs> there you go. How about this for our story, John? UK woman arrested for praying near an abortion center warns that more arrests may come. They just arrested her for praying. That's what she's claiming. She's raising uh, a rocket. Was she like Pentecostal praying? <laughs> well, I can see how. She have a tambourine out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see how some officers might want to <laughs> tamp that down a little bit. I don't know, man. <clears throat> Pentecostals rock, by the way. I just can't do it. A British woman arrested near a Birmingham, England abortion center for praying under a new protest prohibition statute told Fox News that she fears her situation will not be the last in the UK. 
Isabel von Spruz said that she has long engaged in silent prayer outside clinics, saying dozens of women have accepted her offers of help to and go on to continue their pregnancies rather than terminate them as planned. In September this year, a local council in Birmingham brought in this censorship zone, this PSPO, formally, I don't know what that means, Yeah, said formerly these were used for dog fouling and drunken behavior and things like that, but they're now popping up around the country surrounding abortion centers and they banned behavior like protesting, but it is also named prayer and counseling as forms of protesting. So I can kind of get, hey, let's not hold up a bunch of signs and tiki torches and scream at people going in here. Right. But she's saying that this, that she was just praying. She's just saying they're praying silently, I think, right? Says, uh, four times I went and stood. Now, also keep in mind, this is her saying this. Sure. But this is what she says. Four times I went and stood near the closed abortion center and prayed silently there. And as you can see, the police came and asked me if I was protesting, which I wasn't. They asked me if I was praying, and I said, I might be silently praying. (laughs) And then I was arrested. Von Spruce added authorities detained her in a cell, interrogated her regarding what she was praying about. Which, I mean, how would you like to be in that interrogation room? Yeah. I mean, well, if they ask you what you're praying about, you can say anything, right? Yeah. Well, I, would be like, I mean, how are they going to prove what sure. you were silently praying about? I would have been like, uh, I am I was praying that God would give me the opportunity to share the gospel with you. And they're probably <laughs> like, okay, you're free to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I was praying for, Lord, for God to let me ask you if you know about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I was praying for world peace. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I tell them it's none of their business. Yeah, I don't know how it works over. Yeah, I don't know how it works in Britain England either. Which they don't have like a, a First Amendment like we have. Over yeah, here. I don't think they do. So do they? yeah, I don't know. They don't. I yeah, because you could tell them stick that up your butt. British people, do you have a uh, a document? Like, is there a Bill of Rights? Is there, I mean, I, I, they don't have the Bill of Rights, but right. I wonder if they have some kind of government document sure. saying this is what people can. Is it and can't in the do. Magna Carta? Or whatever, you know? <laughs> yes. We want to know if it's in the Magna Carta. Yeah. Written or what? Was that adopted in 1215? I believe correct is the correct date on that. Mm-hmm. By King John, the only King John ever. <laughs> yeah. The one King John was like, let's give the people some rights. Yeah. Well, the nobles. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now look at this guy. Yeah, we can't just let anybody vote. From that guy right there, now this lady got arrested for praying on the street corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she says that she was uh, released on bail and her appearance is scheduled for February on four counts of protesting and engaging in an act intimidating of user services, which I mean, if 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 she's telling the truth here, yeah, I don't which I don't know how British court uh, works. Yeah, I don't know but, how that works either. Yeah. I know they wear wigs. They do wear wigs. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I'd like to see them drop that. <laughs> like, hey, we <laughs> We don't have to do that anymore, guys. I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but there was a guy who was asked why they do that. And it's like, it's actually, it actually kind of started as a way to try to kind of sort of like disguise the judge oh, like in okay. case the criminal ever wanted to come back All right. on him, you know? Sure. He's like, put this wig on before I stab you. <laughs> Which, I mean, what if the criminals had like a lineup? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were putting all these random people in wigs to see if you could identify the judge. Oh, that man. Put them in sentencing on you. <laughs> well, I just want to say that, first of all, I think it's crazy this lady was arrested for praying. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
but I'm going to be praying for her because about a billion atheists are going to be quoting that scripture about, you know, don't pray in public. To, you know, <laughs> oh, yes. It wasn't Matthew 6 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's going to get that a bunch from everybody who have no idea that are all like, I don't believe in any of this, but here's what you believe in. Mm-hmm. No, that would be tough. That mm-hmm. would make me lose my mind. Come on, England. Let's get it together over there, okay? <laughs> Come on, guys. She's just praying. Let's get it together over there. Um, this is going to be a tough story. Okay. A man with a World War One explosive lodged in his rectum sparks bomb scare and a hospital evacuation. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Sure. <laughs> Some would say... The doctors were shell shocked. <laughs> That's a good one. It's not mine. <laughs> a French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War One artillery artillery shell lodged in his rectum. The eighty-eight. So did he go there for help? Yeah, he's oh, like, I just got a little carried away, guys. Just goofing. <laughs> he's, I slipped in the shower. <laughs> Tiny, he's eighty-eight years old. Eighty-eight years old. That's somebody's people. <laughs> he's, he's eighty-eight years old. Uh, visited Hospital Saint Moose in Toulon to have the antique explosive removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare. An emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of bomb disposal personnel. So now you got cops (laughs) coming in there. I was not trained for this. (laughs) The evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies, as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies, a hospital spokesperson stated. We had to manage the risk in a reactive framework, uh, they added. When in doubt, we took all precautions. Now, here is the shell. It says <laughs> it's two inches wide. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think my granddaddy shot those at Japanese Zeros. Absolutely. On a ship out in the Pacific. <laughs> Uh, the bomb disposal disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. Like, there's nothing there to hit the fire. It's pan. a center fire. That's right. <laughs> they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. Stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object, which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide from the man's rectum. It's believed that the pervy patient inserted the item up his anus for sexual pleasure. I don't know why you call him a pervert. <laughs> right. I mean, I thought we were supposed to celebrate this. Look, Pawpaw's just having a little fun. <laughs> right. He's probably done it a million times. You <laughs> this know? is the one time he got stuck. He's been doing that since World War II. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call him Gunner. Yes. Uh, one doctor declared an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam. We were used to finding unusual objects objects inserted where they shouldn't be but a shell never according to the hospital the patient is in good health and expected to make a full recovery from surgery wow yeah 
So they needed to use surgery to get it out. I, well, I imagine they had to get some pliers up in there or something, right? I mean, how do you get one of them things? How do you get something out that's stuck in your butt? I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just picturing that bomb disposal guy. Wearing that big old huge flat coat and right. that helmet. Yes. Absolutely. And he's like walking up to this guy who's like hanging on to a pole. <laughs> he's like trying to pull it out. I would see in my mind, he's walking up to the dude who's just butt up laying on a surgical <laughs> table, you know, yeah. with like a oil filter wrench, trying to reach in there and get a hold of it. Well, there's something. I imagine that guy being like, can we send in the robot? Please let's send in the robot. <laughs> Boss, we need the robot on this one. <laughs> I imagine cops are cops all over the world, and they probably laughed about this so hard. <laughs> yeah. you know, like cops and the here. one dude that had to pull it out, oh, yeah. he's got a nickname now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but also, 88, that would be... It'd be a shock to get a call like, hey, Pawpaw's in the hospital. <laughs> hey, John, I know you're his family deacon. I'm like, okay, what, what happened? I'll try to check up on him, see if I can get him some supper lined up or something. Well, he, see, he, you know, he loved World War One, military he, history. He was in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> which, okay, I have, I work with a guy whose wife is a radio, 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 yeah, radiologist. Yes. Yeah. He says this every week. Oh, I imagine so. Every week somebody's in there yeah. with something stuck up there. People love putting stuff in their butt. And the story is almost always they were in the shower. Slip. When they fell down sure. on whatever it is. Right. Whether it's an apple or whatever. A World War One shell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toilet brush, whatever it is. Sure. They were always showering with it. Right. So let this be a lesson to y'all. Careful what you shower with. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Move all, remove all artillery, <laughs> yeah. shaving cream bottles, all of that. I don't know. Um, people like putting stuff up their butt. <laughs> Apparently, there's worse things in the world to do with your free time. I don't know about when it involves artillery shells. Though. No, you don't want to use art. <laughs> you don't want to use artillery shell. But like I can say he's 88. He's done this many times. <laughs> that artillery shell is his go-to. You think that's the first time that thing, he just happened upon it and was like, let me show this up my keister? He's done that before. Several times. Since World War One, I, I bet. Or World War Two. But did, does he not understand that this is a weapon of ass destruction? That's not if that is not the name of a uh George W. Bush era porn parody, then it should be. Oh yeah. Condoleezza Rice banging Colin Powell in the Oval Office. Yeah. That was a good joke, Tony. Thank you. That was a good one. All right, kids, don't put stuff up your butt. If you do, have a friend with you, you know? Yeah. Like, don't be doing it solo. Use the buddy system. Yeah, use the buddy system. <laughs> Why do you think we do that in Scouts? <laughs> it works. Yeah. Don't put stuff in your butt alone in the shower. I really feel bad for his grandkids. I had to find out <laughs> Papa's putting stuff up his butt. <laughs> 
Yeah. I bet you Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever was weird. This story was put out on November 21st, so I wonder if he was home for Christmas yeah. this Oh, year. you know he was. <laughs> like, you got to be real careful about the gifts you give Grandpa. You know, like, <laughs> like this year. <laughs> Sounds like he needs some Astro Glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just get him a proper butt plug, you know? Yeah. Let's not evacuate the hospital yeah. again. Well, like, have we, we have the internet. There's no reason, <laughs> like, you can buy sex toys specifically for your butt now. You don't have to use an artillery shell. Now, I know he's 88. He's not getting on Amazon or whatever. Back in my day. <laughs> we just had to use a bullet. <laughs> yeah. There's no good segue here to talk about Cajun Curl. There's no good segue. But we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, Ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market in Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly in, on Lurling Wallace in Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on 69 South in Taylorville. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt. It has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use their use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. <clears throat> I got a, I know you're about to get into all the, the bookkeeping part of the show here. Uh-huh. But... I, I got a funny Instagram story to tell you. Oh, lay it on me. Shout out to Josiah Harder. Okay. By the way, he sent us a message on Instagram on January 9th of 2020. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I answered him on Saturday night at 8.13 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, it was over in like the little, you have to approve these things. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I got a notification saying, Josiah Harder sent you a message on Instagram. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, no, just, a fan. just real quick. I, which granted, I don't, I don't, I don't manage the show's Instagram. Right. But on my personal Instagram, those are all like people just trying to get me to sure. Like, like <laughs> people posting photos of young, hot women right. trying to trick me into paying their bills. Yes. I ignore every single one of them. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, so anyways, 
I was like, uh, I when I replied, I was like, hey, this just came through to somehow. And he was like, uh, he said, uh, thanks for finally replying to my message. I forgot about the show, but I loved it and will be looking up you guys again now that it's that I'm reminded. <laughs> okay. And I was All like, right. sure thing, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure you'll remember why you forgot about us as soon as you listen again. <laughs> So anyway, shout out to Josiah. <coughs> Thanks for listening, man. Yeah. Three year turnaround time on a <laughs> on a message is pretty on brand though. So <laughs> yeah. that's just how it goes. Uh, we have a voicemail message. Oh, okay, cool. You want to check it out? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, we've actually got two this week. Ooh. Here comes the first one. Hi guys, this is Nicole. I'm calling to give feedback to Tara. Really, you've done a great job of describing her. She kind of was exactly as expected. I thought it was really hilarious when you were asking her the question about playing with your deck. Um, I really couldn't tell if she was being purposely unaware of the double entendre or if she was just completely living up to her very innocent preacher's daughter way that you described her. Other than that, I can't really think of anything. I will say that Deidre's like gushing over John was just the most precious thing ever and it made my heart so happy. It was just super cute. I should have asked Tara. I meant to. You could ask her this question if she wants to come on again. I wanted to ask why don't you think Tiny is funny anymore since you used to laugh at his jokes when he first got married. But I forgot. So anyway, we should do another one. It should be like a quarterly segment or something. Anyway, thanks for the show, guys. Have a great day. We should try to have both our wives on for like a Valentine's show. Ooh, a special <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> yes. show? It's not a bad idea. It sounds like we're going to start swinging. <laughs> From the chandelier? Tara would be like, what are you talking about? I don't have a chandelier. I don't have anything to swing <laughs> off of. You want the kids swing? Yeah. Come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I will say that... Uh, I have asked my wife why she don't laugh at my jokes anymore. Yeah. And she says because like she's heard all my jokes. Like yeah. I've got I've got just so many and she's okay. heard them all over and over and they're not funny anymore. Well, you consistently make me laugh. So <laughs> Thank That's, you. if you that gives you any joy. <laughs> I think your jokes Until are funny. we get married. Sure. <laughs> yeah. When you get married, I was yeah. like, Tiny, I've heard all your jokes, man. <laughs> You're gonna have to go find another spouse. <laughs> what if one day during the podcast, I'm just like, Tiny, I've heard all your jokes. I think we're I think we're done here. It's been a good run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say par for the course. <laughs> we have one more here. Something odd. Hey, this is Terry uh, from way up north here in the state of Illinois. Uh, me and my brother and sister have our little podcast. We're up to episode we're just starting out but uh hey we're listening to yours all the time and we uh i just wanted to comment had anybody say so but i was wanting to comment on your segments that with your interview with your wives you know we thought they were very well both were done really good tiny had more questions to ask his wife john didn't have as many but they both seemed to be done really well and uh, we were thinking about maybe 
trying to get our spouses on our show, but um, they're too chicken. <laughs> Dude, you're just going to have to put your foot down. That's right. You're going to have to get, get them in line. line. <laughs> Look, Dieter didn't have enough questions because I don't allow her to talk too much. <laughs> I allow her a certain amount of words every day, and she was trying to... I didn't want to get her up over her limit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had to talk about serious stuff later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta tell them to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Just <laughs> stick the microphone in their face and start talking. <laughs> I was going to comment on the episode where someone had called in about teaching blind people colors. Um we have experienced color ourselves because none of us have been born blind but we do know of people who have been born blind and those are the ones who really have to know how to teach them colors but anyhow um, we enjoy listening to your show it's funnier than ours (laughs) but uh, we're in southern Illinois up north but we're still down south right by SIU Southern Illinois University. All right, well, I hope this makes it on your show. Uh, If I could, I could plug our podcast. Ours is That Sounds Funny at thatsoundsfunny.com, but you'll probably snip it off. I enjoy listening. Bye. No, man, you can absolutely yeah. plug your Joke's podcast. Joke's on you, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Now you got to mention our podcast on yours. Fair is fair. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. sounds funny. Right. So, Southern Illinois, the Salukis. Do you know what a Saluki is? I don't. It's some sort of Egyptian dog. Okay. Huh. I don't know why I know all this weird stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. but... uh their weather came down here this week. It did. You know? Oh, my gosh. It was what? so cold. Winter in Alabama, we get some cold days. Sure. But cold days here are usually, like, lower 20s. Yeah. Sometimes it'll get down in the teens. Right. We had lows in, in like, at four a yeah. couple nights. It oh, was yeah. crazy cold. It was ridiculous. Not fun. I don't know how you people who live in the cold do it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are better people than I am. Mm-hmm. It is no fun. But whatever. Y'all couldn't make it in the summer down here, so we're mm-hmm. even. Um, Terry, thanks for the call. And maybe we will get our wives on mm-hmm. again. And just, yeah, stick the microphone in your spouse's face. Um, I know you have trouble with sight. That, that might be a little hard. <laughs> now that I think about it, you know. But it could, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the mechanics on all that. Yeah. And then just start asking questions. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then just say everybody's going to love it and then tell them everybody loves it, even if they don't. So I would like to encourage our audience to go to That Sounds Funny's podcast yeah. and leave a review. Absolutely. Talking about how good our podcast <laughs> is. <laughs> everybody in the review say, this is a great podcast. Almost as funny as Earth sure. Oddity. <laughs> I wonder. Let me pull up. I miss, that's the one thing I miss about our podcast being on Apple. Yeah, because every now and again we'd get a review. Yeah, we would, we could get a review in. But what I'm wondering, the real thing I miss is when we would like leave reviews on Past Assaults podcast <laughs> oh, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if he's even still doing a podcast. Pass Assault live. Oh, here we go. 
Coach Dave. When's his last episode? Today. Oh, oh he's man, still he's at still it. pumping them out. He's got a three point four rating. <laughs> <laughs> the, the top review when I scrolled down was, "Yo, why aren't you in church? Go listen to Earth Oddity." <laughs> nice. <laughs> That makes it all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a that was a five star review. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, speaking of that sounds com, not to be outdone by the That Sounds Funny podcast, <laughs> there's now an EarthOddity.net. That's right. So while you're cruising the web, you can yeah. surf on over there after almost five years of look, podcasting. If it takes us three years to respond to a message <laughs> on Instagram, of course it's going to take us five years to get a website. <laughs> look, they're blind and they have a website for us. <laughs> well. We had to wait for someone in our audience to say, guys, I'll do it for you. (laughs) I was thinking about this the other night. Shiny Disco Ball, we're like, oh, we're so busy. He's about to be a father. He's got a full-time job. He's about to have a kid. His wife's in her third trimester. And in the midst of all that, he's like, you know what I can do? Build these idiots a website. (laughs) With merch and everything. Yeah, we just set it all up. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I went and checked it out today, I think. or Yeah, it was today because I was seeing if you had actually sent in a bio for it. I did. And I was hoping you hadn't because I was going to talk to you and be like, you should leave it exactly like he has written for forever, which is... That was pretty good. Well, so. I had uh, I had Chat GPT write it for me. <laughs> <You had an laughs> <AI>? Yes. <laughs> so anyways... With go, some slight yeah. tweaks. Sure. Go check out EarthOddity.net. Buy some merch. Yeah. What's why not? Right. He sent me this awesome uh screenshot for like a shirt he did. Uh-huh. It's got Earth Oddity Podcast, and then it has like the uh algebraic, is that a word? It's got the yeah. math formula for pineapple pizza, which is pineapple plus pizza equals barfing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a T-shirt off of it. Nice. I'll be the only person who has one. <laughs> I thought about getting it like Libby's side size and making her model for the Instagram. <laughs> there we know? go. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, exploiting my child to make a few bucks <laughs> seems like to, a normal thing. I was about to say, <laughs> maybe if you and, and and Mrs. Claus had been a little more generous to her over Christmas, she would. <laughs> She would tell all her high school buddies sure. that how cool her, her dad's podcast is. Man, she's mad at us for not getting her enough Christmas presents. So. <laughs> she went over to her friend's house today, and I was like, well, did AK get 47 Christmas gifts? And she was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, did you tell her about your three? She was like, yes. It's so embarrassing, Dad. (laughs) And John's like, well, you know, some kids, they don't even know it's Christmas. I was like, look, you got like $500 worth of stuff in three gifts. Like, you have an Apple Watch. They're ugly, you know? (laughs) But you have one. You're 12 years old. You have an Apple Watch. You know, like, shut your face. You know? Like, quit talking to me like I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good dad because I gave a 12-year-old an Apple Watch. (laughs) 
I'm not a good dad. I shouldn't have done that. And I figured it out. They can't have their phones out at school. So they all want an Apple Watch so they can oh. still do phone stuff on their Apple Watch. Well, is is our teachers dumb enough that they're not going to take those up? Teachers have always been dumb. Well, they right? Yes, they right. have. Yeah, sure. Of, of course. How do you manage that? But many a Game Boys have fallen. Sure. Right. <laughs> The contraband yeah, right. of teacher's desk drawers. But how do you manage like 20 kids with Apple Watches on and still try to teach? You know, at some point you just got to be like, all right, I got to get through this because it's my job. I got to teach them about the the Pythagorean theorem or whatever, you know. Well, I mean, it seems to me like most teachers about their fourth year, fifth year, maybe they get to this point where, hey. I got a job to do. Right. The kids who want to learn are going to learn. Yeah. And the ones who don't want to learn right. don't have whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. They're, once I get that tenure. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, that's how I would be. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like I was showing up every day. Yeah. You know, I lived with a teacher for a little while um, when we were in college. He was a few years older than us. And it was up until that point that I didn't realize that teachers had lives outside of school. Mm-hmm. Like my entire life, I just assumed. They lived to come to school, and you know, like that they had hobbies or anything. And I like, come home one night and he's drunk, passed out on the couch. And I'm like, Your eighth grade students would be ashamed of you. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I used to fear running into like a teacher, like out and about with my oh, yeah. mom. Yeah. Cause I just knew she was going to come up to my mom and like tell her how bad I'm doing in class. Yeah, no, I'm I worried not about paying that too. attention. Turns out, because that happened, yeah, and the teachers never said anything because they didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say this, Tiny. There's a big difference between teachers now and teachers from when we were in school, and that was because that is that teachers now are hot. They are a ton of hot <laughs> teachers. I don't know what it is. All the teachers when I was in school like taught my mom. You yeah, know? you didn't get hired until you were like 48. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But you're just like, where did all these hot teachers come from? No wonder they're banging on their kids. <laughs> it wasn't hard for me not to sleep with Miss Bagwell, you know? And you still against- wrote an erotic story about her. <laughs> well, that was Miss Wright. Oh, okay. Yes, but Miss Bagwell, God rest her soul, great teacher. I loved her. She was awesome. Yeah, I didn't have any. We have one attractive teacher in the whole school, mm-hmm. our French teacher. So <laughs> that was it. And everybody else was like, they taught my mom in high school. Seriously. Anyways. Well, John, what do you say we answer some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We hadn't done this in a while. And maybe we should just go ahead, because I forgot to mention this last time, which was two weeks ago. Yeah. But you mentioned uh, having some other people on the show. Oh, like you asking do, random. Like, yeah, you yeah, want like, anybody? Uh, maybe we could ask Thomas questions about Pokemon sure. or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Y'all, if we just need to think of somebody to ask. Yeah, you know like, who to be the subject is. If I'm connected to them, I'm confident I can get them to answer questions. Okay. Yeah. Well, who do we want to? Who do we want to ask for next week? We can do any of the kids, of course. Okay. I, I mean. Let's leave Hudson out of it because we did. <laughs> I tried to record something to send you to put out, and Hudson ruined it all. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Just he was ridiculous. He's, he had his shot. He's temporarily banned from the show. <laughs> I had to fire him from working for me. Did I tell you that? Uh. Uh-uh. 
Oh, he quit before I could fire him. Oh, dang. But you were going to fire your son. There was there was a, like four or five days when they were out for Christmas break when I was like, hey, bud, I need you to come do some stuff around the office. And he was like, well, tomorrow. You know, I, I, I just want to chill out or whatever. And it just kept getting put off. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to not be, you know, like when I'm home and they're dad and I don't want to be demanding. I don't want them to think they have to work for me or whatever. But it got to a point where I was like, this stuff needs to get done. He's not working. I need to do something else. So I told Dieter, I was like, I'm going to fire Hudson tonight. You know, I'm just going to tell him, hey, bud, it's clear you don't want to work. We're going to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Everything's cool. No hard feelings, all that. And so I was starting that speech at the dinner table, and he was like, you know what, Dad? I think I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> Did he know it was coming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knew it was coming. <laughs> and, so, and then he like, the other day, I said something about firing him. He was like, I quit before I was fired. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> and uh, But as soon as he said that, Thomas was like, I'll come do it. And I was like, okay, cool. So Thomas has been working with me. Nice. So when All I right. fire him, Libby's my only other option. <laughs> But Thomas has done a good job. I don't want to hurt Hudson's feelings, but Thomas has done a better job than him. So, well, do we want to do questions for for Thomas? Yeah, we can do week? questions for Thomas if y'all want to. Okay. But I tried. One of my plans for this week was to record me and Thomas and his girlfriend. Mm. She was all in on it. Thomas really? didn't want to do it, and we were going to do it like Tuesday night, and then something ended up happening, and she couldn't come over. So. Then that's when I fell back. I was like, well, I'll just record Deidre and Libby and Hudson. We're all here in the living room together. And Hudson ruined it all. Hudson ruined yeah. it all. Libby and Deidre did very well. Oh, so well. Yeah. I hate to hear that. Yeah, well. Every family has one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They screwed it all up. But this week is questions yeah. for John again. All right. So we like to ask John questions on this show. If you want to ask him, you can head on over to our Discord channel. Link in the show notes. You can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousand Thousandaire. Uh, he asks, Suto or Garmin Watch? Um, I don't know anything about either one of those watches. Okay. I they're, think they're like... You guys about to say, you're on a level above well, them, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're both like, uh, like watches for like exercising and stuff. Oh, you know? okay. Like like a CrossFit watch, yeah. or, you know, it's going to track my heartbeat and all that. Not for stuff. impressing bankers yeah. and businessmen. Right. I don't know anything about those watches. Okay. Uh, I would say in any watch you get, get the one you enjoy looking at. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you get a watch for. I mean, the functionality of it, of telling you time, but also while you're reading the time, you could take a break from the world and enjoy something, looking at something that looks nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the same reason I have a uh, Steam Deck. Sure, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm getting the Xbox moved downstairs. By nice. Yeah, Hudson got a new Xbox. The Xbox that was in the living room, Thomas gave to his girlfriend as one of her Christmas presents. No. And then Hudson's old Xbox is coming downstairs so I can play it. So Is it an Xbox One? Uh, I think it's a One S. A Series One? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. The only difference between the the series X and the series S is uh one's got like a disc drive and yeah. nobody uses a disc right. drive. Yeah. Anymore, I think these so. all don't, none of ours have a disc drive okay. anymore. The one Jesse got Thomas's girlfriend has the disc drive. Hmm. 
He's got her playing some game. They were playing it last night, like all talking. I was like, you're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> what game? I was, was like, this is why you're not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> you're too busy leveling up your XP. <laughs> he, Thomas has played for years this game called Ark. Do you Ark? know Ark? I believe I've heard of it. Yeah. Right. I think Epic was actually giving it away free a yeah. couple weeks back. I, I picked it up. I, it is like uh, this, the only way I can describe it is it's like Minecraft on steroids. Oh, okay. You know, you're not necessarily digging holes and building stuff like that, but you have to level up all these skills and all this stuff. For some reason, Thomas loves it and mm-hmm. he plays it a lot. And so he's got her playing it. And he was so proud when we were on the work on the way to work today. He's like, when I woke up this morning, Jesse was on playing on Ark, and I was like, "You guys are nerds." Well, I just want to, I just, I just want to give Thomas maybe just a tiny bit of warning. Yeah, women, it's been my experience as a single man, and now as a married man, that sometimes a woman will be into something you like. Oh yeah, until you say I do. Sure. So right. just be aware. Yeah. No, I know. I did not know that Tara was a country music fan until our third month of marriage. Oh, for real? (laughs) Yes. She hid that from me. She just listened to metal the whole time or whatever. (laughs) Which Now, look, that would not have stopped me from marrying her. I'm in love with her. Yeah. I I can can tolerate. There's nothing wrong with country music. Yeah, yeah. I hate it, but whatever. What? You hate country music? I mean, I don't. I'm not like like that one couple. I'm not trying to buy the rights to it to (laughs) shut it down. But no, I don't. I don't like a ton of country music. Oh, tiny! There's a lot of good country music out there. I'm I'm glad that y'all enjoy it. You should listen country. Like I do listen to it. Some tiny country music is your people's music. <laughs> I you know. know. I understand like, this. <laughs> like this is the music of us. When they say white people don't have culture. <laughs> We don't, but we have songs about getting drunk and our wife leaving us and stuff. And taking the dog. Sure. And the bank taking the truck. Absolutely. (laughs) You need to listen to some country music. (laughs) Well, I do listen to it sometimes, but I just thought that was... That was funny that uh, she hid that from me. <laughs> oh man, put you on a. And sometimes every now and again she'd put on like a country. We'd be scanning the radio and she'd stop it on a country song, and I'd be like, "Do you like this song?" And she'd be like, "Well, this song just makes me laugh." <laughs> <laughs> that was her way of like covering us that she secretly likes it. I don't want to listen to Pantera anymore. <laughs> uh, I can only listen to the Metallica S and M CD no. so many times. <laughs> Tiny, get out here and light you up a fire down here in the fire pit. <laughs> Put you on a Johnny Paycheck record. <laughs> Just sit back and uh, it'll connect with your soul, man. You'll be like, "All right, I get it now." <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about all the weird. St- I mean, there's a lot of good country music that comes- I feel like there's a lot of country music these. These days that are almost more pop music. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. And there's always been an element of country that was like, we want to emulate whatever's doing mm-hmm. right in pop just in the country format because right. they want to sell records, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great country. Good songwriting, good stuff. Oh, man. Well, listen, I can't look, believe it. I can. Well, now, look, I can I can find exceptions. Yeah, there's exceptions in my book to every rule. And there's a there's a handful of country songs I like. But just overall, it's not my favorite genre. And Tara knew that (laughs) she hid that (laughs) from me until we were married. (laughs) We need to get together one day and you can just play Jimmy Buffett songs for me. 
that you love and I will play country music songs for you and then we'll try to bring each other we'll proselytize each other all right next question let's see what is the point of the Salvation Army bell if they don't stop ringing the bell when you give them money (laughs) (laughs) the point's to get attention right yeah I think so to get eyes like hey I'm over here collecting money for needy people that is a hilarious joke it is a good joke yeah, because the one of the instructions they have instructions when you ring the bell for the salvation. Oh, Army. they do. Huh. Oh, yeah. You can't sit down while you're ringing the bell. Well, I knew that. Yeah, you got to stand up the whole time. You can't eat or drink while you're ringing the bell. You can't have any like music playing or anything, and you have to continuously ring the bell. Never stops. It rings the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, I was pretty good at it. Do you think you'd get in trouble if you went and, and tried to set up your own little? A kettle, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like have like a better bell, a bigger bell. <laughs> a bigger bell. Well, my thing was like uh, when I was ringing the bell, which was fun because I was like making it ring in triplets and all. I was doing all this crazy stuff, entertaining myself. Uh, but with like speakers and technology, mm-hmm. can't we just record a bell once <laughs> and slap a speaker on the bottom of the kettle and you can just stand there and guard the kettle? I think what we need is we need one of those dudes who like, you know, they twirl the sign. Yeah. We need a guy who can like juggle and twirl Salvation Army. That's bells. not a bad idea. It's not a bad I'd, idea. I'd give all my spare change. Sure. For that, we should pay a sign holder guy with an Earth Oddity podcast <laughs> yes. to like stand down there at 69 and Highway 82 in the afternoons. <laughs> yes, that might not be a bad That'd idea. Be amazing, <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. We should find some random city though. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we become huge, like in Seattle? That would be awesome. <laughs> we briefly mentioned this earlier in the show, but that's our Bobo says. So, how about that cold weather? Yeah. It was oh, no man. joke. It was. It was I don't like cold. it. I'm against it. <laughs> I'm not for it. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of it at all. <laughs> Zero stars. Did not like it one bit. <laughs> Nothing like spending four or five days just paranoid that pipes going to burst in your house. You know, <laughs> Tara, she had to like leave all the faucets running. Yeah. Did Did Deidre do that? Deidre wanted to, and I was like, Deidre, we're on a slab. We're probably going to be okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, we need to leave everything running. I was like, well, how about we load the dishwasher and we set the timer to go off like at 3 in the morning? That'll keep all of it running. No, we need to drip these faucets. James Spann said <laughs> we need to dri- open up the cabinets and drip the faucet. Meanwhile, the water yeah. company, they just oh, yeah, they're rubbing just rub- their hands together. And then we got we didn't really get into an argument, but I was like, we got into a disagreement because I was like, I don't think opening the cabinets is going to make that big of a difference. You know, like mm-hmm. – the cabinets are inside the house that we're heating. So wouldn't the air in there be warm just by f- default of location? No, we got to open them up. So we open them all up. <laughs> I will say none of my pipes froze. So yeah. there we go. None of mine froze either. So yeah. Did y'all run faucets too? Oh, yeah. we didn't drip them. Oh, we, yeah. We, we ran them. Yes, full bore. <laughs> Not a full bore, but. Steady stream. Oh, yeah, like yeah. A, a spaghetti noodle. That's what I was told <laughs> yes. to do. I was like, I'm not spaghetti noodling. That's too much. I went back to some of them and tried to, like, you know, just take yeah, them back. Do a little tap. tap. Yeah, yeah, I would do a little tap on the handle. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. And then when I woke up, first thing I did was cut them off. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that I did a, that before I fixed my cup of coffee. I, we also got a disagreement about that because we were up getting our coffee one morning and the sink was dripping and she cut it off. And I was like, it's still below freezing. 
It's going to be below <laughs> freezing all day long. I don't know why I didn't think of this. Next time we have to do this, I'm taking like my Nalgene and sticking under it, catching all that water. Oh, there you go. So then we can use it later. Yeah, you have it for later. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. So how about that water yeah. board? Yeah. Checkmate. Right. <laughs> you just pour it in the back of your toilets and flush with it later on or use it to cook with, any of that. Or there's a time when uh, I'm thirsty, but I don't go for a glass of water because sure. I conveniently drove myself a cup earlier. It's not a bad idea. Should have done that. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? Yeah, I can't wait for the next Arctic blast. <laughs> next question. Uh, cash money on a T-1000 there again. How guilty do you feel about running off a paid patron? <laughs> I feel extremely guilty. <laughs> I've apologized to that patron, and uh, they accepted my apology. And I feel bad because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I know uh -huh. I say some wild stuff, but my intention is never to make anybody mad. It's just to try to get a laugh. Right. And, you know, I don't. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that's why I said it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And that person didn't, and that's fine. You know, that's how the world works. But I do feel bad about it, not because we lost a patron, but because I made, I upset somebody, and that's not my intention. But credit to John, he left the 99 and yeah, went to go get the right. one. That's right. <laughs> and I, I mean, I texted you about it <laughs> yes. because I was like, my bad, man. I, I, I think I ran, you know, somebody off and, you were like, don't apologize. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, if you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> then they're going to want a glass of milk. <laughs> but I, I'm not a mean part. I, you know, I say a lot of stuff, but I don't want to make it. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff I do say could hurt somebody's feelings. Like, that's the... I mean, I don't want to sound more philosophical than this necessary. We're just doing a stupid podcast, but you know, like that's the tightrope you walk when you're trying to be funny. It's hard to make some. It's, it's hard to make everybody laugh yeah. when there's not any target whatsoever right. to go after. But I would ask everyone just to remember my intent when yes. I'm saying all this, which is I'm just trying to make somebody laugh. And then also remember, I'm an absolute idiot. Like, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I don't think before I talk. Yeah. And I will say a lot of stupid stuff. And if I've made you mad, I will sincerely apologize because I don't want to make anybody mad. I just want to make people laugh and make myself laugh really more than anything and make Tiny laugh. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what it's Every all week. about. We're just trying to make each other laugh. <laughs> Maybe we have some bad sense of humor. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I feel real bad about it. I do. And uh, last question, will you now lower the bar for a video podcast to 99? I don't want to speak for John. I, we expect y'all to pick up our slack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. If John runs one off, you're going to have to talk someone else to That's picking right. that up. Look, each patron reach another patron, right? <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> we got everyone go out and get two people right. to listen to the podcast. Yes. And then we're all going to be rich. Everybody will be rich. <laughs> you guys are in on the bottom floor of this. You know? Then those two people, they each go out right. and get two people. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're like bigger than Joe Rogan. Yeah. Here's what we do. You get two people to pay like eight bucks for a five dollar subscription, and then you get your subscription for free. <laughs> there we go. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they sign up two people. 
and they're paying ten bucks for a five dollar subscription, and theirs is free. It's it's all trickle down economics, guys. <laughs> yes, it makes perfect. It's a perfect plan. How could this go wrong? <laughs> I'm also surprised I haven't ran more people off, but I probably am the thing holding this podcast back. If we're to be honest about it, <laughs> well, I feel like uh, we. I'm sure at some point we have. Oh, it's yeah. just those people don't care enough. Yeah. to write back and tell they uh, never tell, join tell the Discord. They are. Yeah. Oh, uh, Instagram Josiah Harder. He probably got mad and left. He's already forgot about it because it's been forgot. three years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've probably already made several jokes he finds offensive. My bad. Look, I'm sorry, everybody. I will apologize to everyone. I'm sorry. Just remember my intent. Well, that'll do it for questions, and we need to thank our patrons. But before we do that, yeah, this is a, a special part in the show where John, I wanted to get you oh, a no. gift. You got a gift? I did, man. I want you to open it right here on the show. All I know right. how much you like watches. I hope this isn't th- uh, like a thoughtful <laughs> gift. All right, just just open it. I'll cry. <laughs> oh. That is sharp. I know how much you like watches. Yes. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Tiny. This is structure. <laughs> this is a structure watch. Uh, appears to be uh, thirty-two eight oh seven. Structure watch, battery operated, made in China. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's bad. China's been making stuff for a long time. Thank you. Oh, I knocked the mic over. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Just a little something to uh, to say thank you. I'll wear this with pride. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting you to say, I'll wear this never. No. No, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I'll mix it in the rotation. It's fine with me. Yeah. Did you steal that from somebody? Uh, that watch was my father's. Oh, I don't want to take your dad's well, watch. Well, it was given to him by my stepmom. <laughs> okay. She gave that watch to him because uh, she didn't love him all that okay. much at the time. So. <laughs> Look, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to get in the middle of like a family heirloom <laughs> here. If you need to pass that off to a stepbrother or something, <laughs> it's fine with me. But I I like it. Yeah. I do. I do like it. It's, it's awesome. It's It's got your 12 dial. I, I assume this is a, a uh, I don't really know. It doesn't appear that these pull out for like a timer or anything. So, you know, like mine, yeah, I got to do that. And it starts the stopwatch part of it. Oh, nice. So I'm not sure what these dials do, but I'll figure them out. Okay. One may be a date or something. <laughs> All right. I think it needs a battery. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> I got a battery at home. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I used it tonight to play a game with Thomas with. Yeah. So there we go. Thank so you, John. Every time you wear it, you can you can think about the show. I think about and everything we've built. That's <laughs> what we built. Is <laughs> a hand me down loveless watch <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it's, it. It's from my heart. Yeah, I, man. <laughs> um, 
Back to asking Thomas questions. Someone should ask him if he's sexually active. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I was I was wondering if we should uh, if there should be any like you know off no, off care. limits questions. If they ask something that's like too out out of pocket, I just <laughs> right. want to ask it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get too crazy now. <laughs> Or or get crazy, but you're if if it is, just yeah. understand it may or may not. Yeah, be I, I reserve the right not <laughs> to ask my kids certain stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you for the watch, Tiny. You're welcome. It means a lot. Thank you. I didn't get you anything. Didn't even think about it at all. <laughs> I appreciate it. What did you get, Tara, for Christmas? Uh, Tara. Or do we need to take this to the Patreon? No, no, no. This okay. this is fine because this was uh this was actually our first Christmas. Well. Last Christmas, we kind of just did stockings for each other. We didn't yeah. really, you know, go all out because it's all coming from the same bank account. Exactly. Anyway. Right. And uh, and honestly, this year, uh, same thing. Yeah. We were just kind of like, you know, let's just let's just focus on the kids. We do plan on getting a mattress. That's right. That we haven't got yet. But sure. Then come see us. That was uh, that was actually the plan for uh, anniversary. And she says it was the plan for her birthday, but I don't remember oh. that discussion. And now it was the plan for Christmas. It's revisionist so. history. <laughs> uh, yeah, come and see us about that mattress. That'll be good. All right. Uh, Deidre wanted, Libby lost a pair of Deidre's diamond earrings. Oh, no. And so she was like, I would like a new pair of diamond earrings for Christmas. I'm like, okay. So I go to the jewelry store. What jewelry store? Well, I was like, I'm not going to spend a lot on these. Uh, so I'm going to go to Kay or Zale. Gotcha. I'm not going to Hudson Pool or Bromberg's or anywhere or like Fincher that. Fincher and Osmond. Yeah, Fincher and Osmond, any of those. Hudson and Pool is normally where I would go in town, by the way, just to give them a plug. They're good people. Back when back when I was spending money on jewelry, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fincher and Osmond, that was Terry's yeah. favorite, favorite jeweler. So I go to just like Zale, the two places in the mall. Gotcha. And I have Hudson with me, and I'm like, hey, we're going to get mom some earrings here. So I was like, just help me. I was like, I don't know a lot about diamond earrings. Let's find a pair. Here's a pair. You know, I'm like, all right, let me look at those. The lady gets them out and all that. I'm like, great. You know, we'll take, how much are they? And she's like, $4,000. Cool. I was like, okay, well, let's step down a little bit from that. And uh, so I was like, how about this next smaller pair? And she was like, it's thirty five hundred, and I was like, "All right, look, I'm not going to get any ear." I was like, "What's your cheapest pair?" <laughs> you know? like, What's your cheapest pair? We're just on two yeah. completely different levels of just solitary earrings. And she was like, "Well, we got these for nine hundred bucks, which we could have. I could swing nine hundred bucks. I'm rich, right?" <laughs> I but, mean, you do live in Bill Mead. Yeah, I told Hudson, I was like, "Man, I'm uncomfortable spending this amount of money without." Talking to your mom, Bert. Like, I don't want her to open up a $900 pair of earrings or a $4,000 pair of earrings, for that matter, and then be mad at me because I spent that much money on her, you know? Because then you're going to be like, well, you said you wanted right. it. So I was like, let's pivot, buddy. We're going to do something else. So we went to Belt. We bought her a pair of Cubic Zarconias for 25 bucks. <laughs> And I got her, she's been having like some shoulder problem, like back pain. I think it's because her boobs are too big or whatever, you know? Okay. Uh, she's been toting around a couple of chest cannons her whole life. <laughs> it's got to hurt your back sooner or later, right? <laughs> so I bought her this thing she could put on and it like heats and massages her back. Uh -huh. And I was like, that's a good gift, you know? <laughs> She didn't think it was that great, but whatever. She was happy. I, when I told her, I was like, look, Deidre, 
I was like, we can go. I was like, we can spend five thousand dollars on a pair of rings. I don't care. Like the money is not a big deal to me. I was like, but I didn't want to buy a five thousand dollar pair of earrings and you not really like it because I don't think she really liked her engagement ring that I got for her. But I didn't <laughs> consult her on that because I was like, that's my ring. I ain't buying it. You know, <laughs> if we split up, I'm getting it back. That's my ring. This is just so I can flex on my dude buddies. Sure. No, it only took me eight years to get her one. So. <laughs> There was no flex. It was like, <laughs> I'd have to save money. Anyways, I'll tell the story about that later on if I never have, about how I got her engagement ring. All right. Yeah. I don't think you have. Okay. We, that might be for the patron show. That's definitely a patron show <laughs> story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so Deidre got some fake diamond earrings, which I told her they're fake. She's like, these are fine. I'll wear them. I don't care. You know, because mm-hmm. we're not pretentious people. Uh, we don't like to flaunt our money, you mm-hmm. know. So, anyways, then I kind of regretted not buying her some real ones. I may have gotten laid, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, as this free show draws to a close, we would like to thank our patrons. We thank you all, every single one of you, so much. We would like to uh, thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get Earth Oddity Extended. That's like an extended show. It's an extra show at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. It's a whole extra show. It's five dollars. Sure, just do it. And right. if we get a hundred patrons, that's right, a hundred, one hundred in twenty twenty three. Yeah, we get a hundred patrons. We're going to start a video. That's podcast. our drive. One hundred and twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that. That would go well on a banner. So, patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. And right. speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension besides how you've got your wife a engagement it's, ring? That's not that great of a story. It's just funny to me. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about a, a, a person interrupting court proceedings. Okay. Well, I've got a story about uh, a trio interrupting city council proceedings. Okay. There so, we go. Yeah. Proceedings interrupted to all. Sure. Insurrection is what some people would call it. (laughs) And to all a good night. (laughs) You got anything else? Nope. That's it. Other than if I've made you mad, I'm sorry. (laughs) From the bottom of my heart, I really am sincerely saying that. I'm not even trying to be funny. And if I've made you mad, John is sorry for that as well. (laughs) Look, just like Tiny will never pray for you. All right. He's never going to apologize. But I will apologize. I may pray for you, you know, right. depending on the circumstance. You have a better chance with John. Right. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it's going to be a long one, you know. It doesn't promise long one. This is like a whole nother story, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I do want to say that back in the early fall, I mean, mm-hmm. the leaves weren't, weren't even turning, my father-in-law came up to me one day and said that he had some some stuff he was dealing with. He had some situations coming up, and he asked me if I would pray for him, genuinely mm. pray for him. Yeah. And my first thought was, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
if he's going down his list of prayer warriors and he's gotten to my name, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> oh, man. That had to make you feel good, though. You're like, man, I've made it. <laughs> Did you hit him with a knees going down, prayers going up? <laughs> I did pray. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to pray. I was scared not to. Sure. <laughs> he would know he's a preacher, yeah. right? He would know. <laughs> but I can't call in sick to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art. We paste that over on Instagram. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week and a wonderful 2023. That's right. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome patrons to the patron show. Here we are. We're going to talk about some extra stories and just some uh, general zaniness, yeah. oddity. Yeah, what do you general. want to start with? <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll just get it. So I've got Deidre's engagement ring.